Welcome to the Something Something Experience Podcast, episode 49B. I'm Michael John Simpson. Kitty Brown is dominating the desert at Wasteland Weekend. This is another mini-episode recorded at the Los Angeles Podcast Festival with legendary actor, improviser, podcaster, and comedian, the coolest of cats, Greg Proops. We chatted about Consolidated, his part in Thanksgiving Day, his wife Jennifer, male versus female gig promoters, Bill Nye, the pursuit of passions, and Dick Cheney. Plus, I snuck in a surprise piece of Greg's work in at the end. Carpe fucking diem! Here's episode 49B of the Something Something Experience. Hi, Greg. Made it. How you doing? You made it. It's so good to see you again. It was just, geez, it was just Tuesday, wasn't it, at the Nerd Mount? Uh, and thank you for that glass of vodka. I, I had to put a picture. That wasn't really. Did you try the uh, the envious no, vodka? Yeah, all right, good. And you feel poor as it should be. As it should be. There's one thing in particular I wanted to ask you about. Yes, Maybe sir. nobody's asked you about this since the long, long ago, since the nineteen the 1900s. You were on a little album by a little band, or not actually a a democratically elected collective called Consolidated. Oh, yes. Ever so, called absolutely. The Business of Punishment. Yeah. And Consolidated Destroys the Mammoth. And I, the, the, your, your insightful, uh, rapier uh, indictments of the likes of uh, Clarence Thomas and uh, uh, Ted, Ted Nugent. Nugent. Yes, yes. Those were some of my favorite things. I was a club DJ at the time. Really? In Denver, Colorado, when the, that the album came out. And I used to delight in playing that track in oh. the club. And to the, to the Likes of frat boys and frat girls right. trying to uh, trying to um, osmosize into their you know what they do. Um, how did you wind up hooking up with Consolidate? That's a very good question. I, I can't rightly remember. Philip Steer, who's in the group, yes. Um, I met him somewhere in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and then uh, maybe South of Market at a club. I honestly can't remember. Right. But I remember he said, will you come in and do, I heard you do this routine about Ted Nugent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Will you come in and put it on the record? So we went to a studio in The Hate, and we did it, and he, they let me freestyle the whole fucking that thing, and then so they laughed in the tracks over it. And it was just basically me talking about all the right-wingers of that course, I hated. Of course, of course, of um, course. Who, of course, haven't, sadly haven't changed they that haven't much. Haven't changed that much. And They're just, still here. What year is that record? Like, 90? What is it, what is it about, about right-wingers like Jesse Helm and blah, blah, blah. These people that just live like roaches. Oh, I know. They live forever. We're just waiting for them all to die so that we can actually, you know, have progression, you know. Right? It's the the poison in their souls, I think, that feeds them. Oh, yeah, yeah. The succubi they are. You know, my my ex-mother-in-law was that way. The poison in her soul just kept her alive so much longer than she needed to be. My grandfather was that way. He had to be beaten into the grave. Oh, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I I don't, I wish I could, I usually have a pretty good memory about specifics, but I don't remember how I met Consolidated, only that I was on the record and that they sent it to me, and I don't know where it bloody is. Yeah, yeah. I know I've had, I've heard the track. And it's it, so good. And I enjoy I have the it. track. I have it on my phone. I, was, <laughs> I, just, I love that album so much. The song, and I think they gave me $300 or something. <laughs> awesome. That song, Butyric Acid, was the hit off of that. Yeah. It was all about abortion. It was all right. about, you know, you know, walking around with your dead, uh, dead fetus picture, yeah. don't let me see it, or I'll jam it up your sphincter, yeah. you know, it's just like, fuck you, you know, oh, it's so good. I like Such the part on the album where people come out of the audience. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they do that. Uh, there was a live album that they put out called Play More Music. Yeah. And there was a song, um, and it was just, they always had people come up and do this social forum thing where they would talk, let people talk about abortion or women's rights or this and that. And you and I are just so simpatico. I, I was so drawn to your podcast when I found out about it a, a, like a year or so ago. Uh, I've been a fan since the ni- 1900s. Who's Line? I saw you on British Who's Line first on Comedy Central ages ago. And of course, I saw you, what was that movie where you 
played the was it the pizza delivery guy or something in the movie or or there was a, a no it's Taylor Negron yeah um, no there was a messenger you were like a messenger or something in a movie real bit part when you were oh really uh, it was a limo driver in a yes. movie called Thanksgiving Day with that, Mary Tyler Moore that was and I had to say the limousine is here for the Schloss family children which I could barely get out and I almost had a heart attack yeah yeah yeah. Uh, how was that? Did you meet Mary Tyler Moore? Did you have any interaction? No, ever so briefly when we did the scene. Oh, yeah. And, um, that was it. I stayed with a friend the night before we lived in L.A. I lived in San Francisco at the time. And, um, Were you still living with your folks back then? Or oh, no, no. I lived okay. up in San Francisco. With, okay. uh, I think, I don't know if I was married to Jennifer yet, but we were living together. And uh, I stayed with my buddy, and he goes, try not to move your head on camera. It looks funny. <laughs> so I am ramrod rigid. Yeah, the worst wooden acting like in the world. Like Pee Wee Herman in the movie. Right, about I have Pee-wee one Herman line right and I go like this. The limousine is here for those lost films. Like, I, just the worst <laughs> performance of anyone's ever given in a movie. <laughs> now, I heard about your, your stuff on your podcast about you be working at the pizza shop for the guy who, oh, and yeah. then doing the, doing the drugs and all that. Lonnie. Um, so, Jennifer, when did you guys meet? Oh, a long time ago in college. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys have been together forever. It's yeah, like we a, have. Like a deep, long, burning romance, and it's so good, especially in the in show business, to see people stay together for that long. Yeah, she did. Well, the, as Don Simpson said, you don't come to Hollywood to get married. You know what's funny? <laughs> you know what's funny? My dad's name is Don Simpson. Is it really? It's not him, but it's my dad's name is Don Simpson. Um, so, um, what else do I want to talk about? The, the podcast was great. I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. Thank um, you. Tuesdays. It seemed like you went a little bit longer than usual on Tuesdays uh, at Nerd Mill, and I know that's not coming out till October 5th, but that was a really good episode. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed that tremendously. So. Uh, I had fun at, at Nerd Mill the other night. Um, I didn't cover everything I wanted to cover quite as much. You never but, do. You, you know. never do. There's, n- there's never enough time. I can't remember if I've been to Boston since then or not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have. Yes, I did. No, this I didn't. Since Tuesday and now? <laughs> no, I didn't. That was Boston was before that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was Boston before, and then yeah, there we you are. were in France That's before right. that, and England before yeah, that, yeah, Scotland yeah. before that. If were, uh, well, how, was, uh, how was French? Uh, it was, we did Amsterdam. France we did in, in May. France was one of the high points of my life. Yeah, because I, we heard, did, I heard the book podcast. Yeah, we did, a, we did the book one. It was very short, and yeah. uh, they were so lovely. It was and, outside um, at a cafe, wasn't it? It Ish. was outside of Shakespeare and Company, and it was right on the Seine. And so there was a cafe next door, and then people walking up and down, and right. sirens. And, and yeah, and you Americans interrupting you. Hey, I know that guy. Yeah, it was yeah, fantastic. Was really I could cool. never arrange that. It was really cool. uh, and you could see Notre Dame from the whole place. It was, uh, it was a glorious afternoon. You really, really love Paris, was. don't you? I do, and it was so romantic to work next to the Seine. And it brings me to oh, the women who run Shakespeare and Company, or the woman who was running it made it so easy my wife contacted her and it just happened we did it and we had to move the date and they had another day for us which was even more oh, extraordinary but I've been running into this thing with uh, straight guys who run clubs and do things are so fucking unhelpful and whiny yeah. and the women who I've been I'm dealing with two women coming up for Baltimore and DC and they've made it so easy for me that I can't even tell you how they're so do. nourishing and giving and, and they, you know, they just why don't, they, don't women run fucking everything I don't I'm know it, it drives me crazy I'm serious about this because you know we, we did Amsterdam and the guys were nice and everything I was dealing mostly with a woman who was running the, who ran the joint but then the guy whose club it was came in and he had lied to me about when they were closed uh, they had just reopened they'd remodeled so he didn't even tell me that before I took the date he could have said by the way there will have been nothing in the room for six weeks and then now you're doing a date so of course it wasn't full and then he, and then he said to my wife who's you know the muscle on the road she said, uh, um, yeah, of course she is. I, yeah, she of course is. she I, I fucking I'm, is. I'm a sensitive artist. I'm a sensitive artist. I can't be bothered. Uh, she said, he said to her, well, we just broke even tonight. 
And I really wanted to go, I don't give a shit if you fucking lost money. First of all, you dissembled to me. You didn't tell me the truth, which was the club's going to be closed for six fucking weeks. So to get it back open again and, and you're the first thing back in, shouldn't that's kind of a salient. Yeah. And then, oh, we only broke even tonight. Um, here's my answer. Fuck, fuck you, to Judge. The yeah, you. yeah, fuck to you. Fuck you to you. Our God. family, our whole family, my wife, <laughs> our kids, we have adopted fuck to the you all the time. I can't tell you how many times in traffic right. I'm like, fuck to the especially some Mercedes driver, fuck to right, the you. Right, right. And then the sound guy, who was nice enough, I gave him the iPod. He, you know, does this, and Jennifer went over to him and goes, you know, they opened the house before we were done doing the sound check because he said we, and she said, you know, concentrate. Fucking, you know, Play the cues when you need to think. And he goes, well, you're making me even more nervous than I am. And I'm like, you're the sound guy. How are you, why are you nervous about Don't be nervous. You're the sound guy. F- again, fuck to the you. Fuck to the you. I got an idea. Why don't you do your fucking Good job? job. Right. Yes, and I'll do my fucking you. job. Thank uh, you. A whole bunch of people are here to see me. I'm going to tell jokes for now. Right, right, right. I mean, right. what is it How that you're doing that's so this? hard? How hard is this? Record. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, stop recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he acted like I was making him do cold fusion. Oh, Jesus. You know what I mean? Jesus. It was just like. So that, that when you mentioned Paris, because that's what Jennifer said to me, she was like, have you noticed that all the women who have dealt with these gigs, there's like two, and we did one at the Society Club in London, which is a place you'd really love, mm. a little bookstore and a bar. Oh, yeah. And it's private. Yeah, yeah. And there's about 30, 40 people there. We didn't do a podcast. We just, I just read from the book. And then we all went outside. Uh, smoked, came back in. Mm-hmm. And so it was really fun. Yeah. And that was a woman too. And we literally went in, sat down, had a drink. Um, Jennifer talked to her for a few minutes. We went outside and the woman who ran the place, Babette, says, I love Jennifer. And I go, everyone loves Jennifer yeah, right away. Yeah. And then uh, uh, can we, we were thinking about doing a date here. Okay. Yeah. It, there's that much yeah. effort. Instead of, well, I don't like doing a door deal, and the 25th doesn't work, and can't you do stand-up, too, and why do we want to do the improv group, and how come it's a, we should charge this, and we can't have books. My and dick. Exactly. <laughs> why don't you make this easy? Yeah. I'll make it easy. Yeah, I'll yeah. show up with the books. I'll show up with the yeah, whole yeah. fucking I'll show fill up. your hall. Fuck to the you. I don't get it. Now, I noticed you're wearing a midnight blue shirt, and that I reminds know. me of the delightful, <laughs> delightful... Uh, article that Jennifer sent you about Bill Nye, the oh, interview yeah, with the yeah, suit company. Yeah. I cannot describe in, I cannot articulate properly how utterly delighted that the, your reading of that article and my That's subsequent crazy. reading of that article Ugh. made me. It was just such a delicious piece. Wasn't he great? Of, oh, so great. Now so I can't unbutton this button, right? If I unbutton this button, I'm like... You're, you're, you're ashamed forever. Yeah, yeah. And the, the best thing, and I do it to my wife all the time, is, is the Bill Nye, doing it in Bill Nye's voice and saying... You know, I just can't imagine anything more dreadful than puddles at the bottom of the trap. <laughs> just, oh, I'm putting... What, was it, what are you most proud of? I never wore cowboy I boots. I never wore cowboy boots. <laughs> 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 it's so great. But I have to tell you, and I have to say this on the podcast, and I have said this on the podcast, but I have to say this to you again. I told you, I told you a month ago. But you're the reason I'm doing this. Oh, well, because nice you and guys like Hardwick and guys like Doug Benson and everybody, and Kamal and Emily, and they're all just saying, do your thing, do yeah, your thing. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's so nourishing for the soul. Oh, and it's so wonderful to be able to talk to people just oozing over with passion for what they do and how it's such an antithesis for this daily grind job that I have to do yeah, to yeah. pay bills and trying to get out of that and you and, and all the you've all chosen these, podcasting I'm trying to <laughs> well not as a thing but just as a as, a, as an extension of yes, nourishing the soul of course not to make a living off right it, but something just to, to do yeah, yeah, to make yourself feel, feel better yeah yeah and going to shows like yours yeah. and going to the LA Prophets going and doing things pursuing these things that nourish my soul yeah. and and 
guys like you, cats like you, sorry, to use the proper vernacular, cats like you who who put that message out there that you gotta go and grab that shit yeah, because yeah. you know corporate man ain't gonna fucking give it mm-mm, to you. Mm-mm. Uh, 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 uh. And twenty years ago, I wish you did it. Yeah, nobody ever says on their deathbed. Yeah, I wish I was a banker. I wish I was a banker. Right? No, they don't. Well, maybe some do. Yeah. I'm sure Dick Cheney in his deathbed will cough up an embryonic lamb or something. And, I wish I, yeah, yeah, I wish yeah. I'd have made more fucking money. Yeah, I wish I'd have shot more people. I wish I'd shot more people in the face <laughs> on a hunting trip. Yeah. yeah. Some people are that evil. Some I think. people are that evil. Yeah. You're right. I mean, really, if there's, a, if there's evidence of a manifestation of evil, I think Dick Cheney is fucking it. No question. No Because he doesn't do anything to hide he's it. He's not human. My, my dad says he's not human. No. We, he's not. He's got, what, four heart transplants now or whatever, you know? And said that he never thought about any of the people that gave him the hearts. Yeah. Not once. Not once. Not once. And he's doing fucking everything all over again. Oh. I do it in a fucking minute. Yeah. That's just shocking, yeah. isn't it? Shocking. Evil. Remember that story about the woman who tried to, like, arrest Carl Rove on stage? Oh, yeah. Like, citizen's arrest? Yeah. That was one of the best things ever. Yeah. Well, he won't go to foreign countries because he's, you know, sort of an international war criminal. You pretty much, pretty fucking much. I don't think he the states so. much. Well, great proofs. Proof thank you so much, dog. brother. You I appreciate it. You are delightful, and thank you for Good your on time. You. So Thanks great. for the vodka last so, week. So, hey, thank you for the vodka last week. All right. Consolidated buries the mammoth while it's stuck in the tar pit.
William F. Buckley, billion-year-old right-wing ideologue and marginal biblical scholar, freaky alcoholic and kinky sex fanatic, Caribbean boat-swilling spy novel writing freak, yes, he's a danger to America. I think the way to kill William F. Buckley is to take away his clipboard. I think the most fitting way for Ted Nugent to die would be choking to death on a piece of raw venison while he's stripping the jerky from a large buck that he's just killed with his X-15-498 laser-sighted night vision crossbow. He'll be choking and lying and sputtering and fall on the ground and his friend won't know how to do the Heimlich maneuver because his friend will be a big redneck asshole. One of the most appropriate ways for Clarence Thomas to expire would be he goes to a conference called the Black Women for Power League and he's going to speak there and he thinks he's going to get a lot of chicks. And when he gets there, it's all black lesbians and they lock the door and fucking kill him with cocktail forks. I think the way to kill Rush Limbaugh is to insert Howard Stern inside him and let him die there. You've just listened to the Something Something Experience podcast with your hosts, Michael John Simpson and Kitty Brown. Something 2XP was conceived and produced by Michael John Simpson. Intro music, Ways to Change Faces, and outro music, Scorpio 37 was written, produced, and provided by the talented Sebastian Ciceri. You can find us everywhere online as Something2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and WordPress. Please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and Google+. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. We invite your feedback. Please be kind. 